0: This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of
1: Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale and honored to be part of
0: the following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network Entertainment here. High five, Tom. Well, what up, high fivers? It's your boy, high five, Tom. And I've got my very good friend here, Mr. Will, now in technical color, Will, how are you this evening, my friend?
2: I'm doing all right. I went to, uh, you know, got a lot of walking in today. And uh, I, I went, I got myself. It's probably my fourth library card because I keep losing them and misplacing them. But I rented a couple books. Go there. Rented a video game. that's the thing, folks. You can buy a video game on sale or you can just go to the public library. They might have a copy.
0: Yeah, and if not, they could probably track you down one.
2: What? Libraries have books, CDs... Books on tape?
1: Yeah.
2: You right. can even, you can rent the e-books now. So if, if you are an ebook connoisseur and prefer to carry your books around in your pocket, you can go to your library and get ebooks too.
0: Yeah. Shit's bananas, so. Um, yeah, and I do want to show to my... Full-
2: memberships to the public library, guess what? They're free. $3.99. I
0: mean...
2: Three ninety nine if you go to the one that you actually live in, and depending on what the, the fee, I mean, some of them like if dairy wasn't part of the, I don't remember what the the the, the abbreviations for for like the 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 group of libraries that they're in. Well, like if I wanted to go to Manchester and get like a membership to like to that library. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, even if it's, you know, 20 bucks a month, if you're an average reader and you can crank through a couple books a month, I mean, 20 bucks for a month covers the cost of the books and then some. I mean, a, a new book now is over 20 bucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, easily so. And both, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So yeah, the wife's just.
1: I said
0: no. could have. Yeah, the wife's just cranking her tunes in the kitchen. So not sure if everyone wants to listen to that. So. Yeah, well, I, mean, I,
2: I don't know I do because you're, you're, T Swift. It's probably Taylor Swift. So let's go.
0: now nah, we'll, let's get that
2: copyright band name number.
0: Yeah, she's watching a movie, so I'm not sure what it is actually. So. Yeah, we don't want the T Swizzle coming after us for for copyright strikes. So. But if she does, I mean that's fine. But. But speaking of libraries, um like I said I was in Idaho for the for the the, the Turkey Day festivities, if you're wondering why it's been so long since we recorded. But uh um appears my favorite librarian is retiring. So shout out to librarian Jane of the Stanley, Idaho Library. Uh, my favorite library in the whole wide world. Uh they still get money from me every month. Uh, but yeah, she's actually retiring in March. So and they are hiring a full time librarian. So if you know anyone wants to be a librarian yeah. live in Stanley, Idaho.
2: Yeah. I'll take this moment to, to shout out my favorite librarian, Josh Olson, Gimmick Press. Go find well, right. uh, right. some He's... books.
0: That's right. He is a librarian, yeah, the, isn't he? He the, 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 uh, is.
2: The supply of books at gimmickpress.com is starting to run down. And a lot of, he said a lot of the stuff is once it's gone, it's gone. So I can, I can confidently recommend all the titles available because
0: I have them all. <laughs> and uh and thanks to Will, I have a solid chunk of them myself. So I got two more to read. I will get to those eventually, Willis, I promise. Um speaking of reading, uh Will, what are you reading right now?
2: Tom, you, you got a lot of you get a little, So what am I reading right now? So right now in addition to all the the, the comic books to read pile that's ever growing. I read A Guest in the House today at the library. That's owned by Emily Carroll. Highly recommend. It's a very pretty book, and it's also very spooky. So I know I know it's a little late for the Halloween, but if you're still in the mood for a spooky ghost story and you like excellent uses of, uses of utilizing the full page beyond just comic panels and use of color, you're, you're going to want to check that out check your local library, they probably have a copy of that and they probably have a copy of her other book which I should have pulled up the name because I told Tom it's also very, very good and it's all her short stories that she initially published online um, and on top of that I rented um, oh shit what? I rented a Jane Kenyon collection I'm blanking on the name of which one I got but I really like Donald Hall, who she was married to, and when I was doing my senior project and my senior thesis, his book Without," which is about her going through chemo and dying, was a, a, like a kind of like a benchmark that I was using as like a this is the kind of stuff like I, that I want her to do. not have a spouse die of cancer the right. just it was a really emotional. And then I I picked up another book called The Mercy Seat, which is collected poems from a guy named uh, Norman Doobie. And and then I looked up after he's from Vermont. So it's like, you know what, let's go. Vermont poets square up. Through the woods is the is that other book.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, There's a, prob-
2: My favorite, well, I will say my favorite story in Through the Woods is like, a, it's a play on Little Red Riding Hood. And it's super short, but it is extremely effective. And it is, I'll say, I think it's very scary. Hmm. What are you reading, Tom? Where, where are you at in your two read pile?
0: Uh, I am still working on uh, The Wolf of Kala, it is uh, the fifth book in uh, The Dark Power steven series proper um definitely better than the last two books Uh, a little more away from the fantasy um i'm not a big fantasy reader kind of guy uh but i do appreciate when Stephen king kind of works on a more character development uh so yeah pretty much i'm like a little over 500 pages into that so i hope to have it done in the next week or so because actually next in my uh to read pile is uh don't call me chico an autobiography, and I can bet you but guess by the, the name or uh, the name of the book. Who do you think that book is about? It's I'm not sure. about Razor Ramon. No, it's actually Tito Santana. Supposed to be an excellent book. Um, yeah, and uh, the Forwards by one of my favorite conspiracy nut jobs, uh, Mr. Jesse the Brain Ventura. So, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a really good book. So, I'm looking forward to this. So, I mean T O Well, I mean, you know, when he was governor, it was Jesse the Brain, so oh, was it? Yeah. See, I don't know. Yeah. He did as he grew older. I never saw see. him wrestle.
2: I only ever saw him as being a conspiracy and in a, the guy in the Predator movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so um I, I love Jesse Venture. He's just out there and I just I love shit like that. So I mean, kudos to him, so I'm kind of a nut job, so I mean, just because I'm wearing a Jedi mind trick hat doesn't mean I don't have my tinfoil hat on under this hat. So, yeah, but I'm um, about two thirds of the way done through the Dark Tower series, so and I read a solid chunk of the prequels. So it'll probably be about, I think the proper series itself is four thousand pages, but I think with the extra books, it's probably like seven thousand. So it's been a two-year project. So that's a lot of pages. Yeah. It's a lot of pages, so yeah. I'm kind of a dork that way. If I'm gonna do something, I might as well go all the fucking way with it. So, you know, I read all all 25 or 24 Daniel Silva books of the Gabriel Alon series, those are easy to read. That's about 7,000 pages. I read all of the Jack Ryan, so now I just gotta finish this up. So, and I'm gonna go to the bookstore and buy eight more new books. So, do you know much about uh, Lenny Bruce, the comedian? Nope. Okay. Have you ever heard of said Lenny Bruce?
2: I have heard the name. I might know more, but without a without a Google search, that's all I got.
0: Yeah. Oh my God! Is he really referenced Hallmark at Christmas movies? My mom's gonna be so mad that Brendan called them crappy. My mom really loves her Hallmark, and I used to give her shit for it. But honestly, I'd rather have her watch Hallmark than the news. So it'll make her live longer. Should be giving her shit about putting raw eggs in your mashed potatoes. Well, you cook the eggs when you cook the potatoes. The Do with... you? Well,
2: yes. You said last episode that you didn't.
0: didn't say that.
2: You said you got everybody sick from the potatoes. That's why you're not allowed to make the potatoes anymore.
0: Which is ironic because I still had to make the potatoes this year, so. Well,
2: i glad everybody's okay.
0: Yeah. I didn't put any ingredients in, so I just had to peel and mash and boil them. So There we go. Mother-in-law put the, the butter and the milk in there, so I was not responsible, so. I don't know. That's that's never happened before. Remember but I remember. I remember like,
2: cold butter, Hot cream.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. So, when you guys come visit, we'll have to do a, a mashed potato off one of these days, so. Um,
2: Tom, I don't know if you want to throw down a mashed potato off.
0: I mean, even if I lose, I win. What's the worst thing that happens to me? That's true. (laughs) I get really good mashed potatoes. That's that's how I lose. Ooh, what am I going to do? (laughs) See? Always plotting, Will. Always plotting. Um... Well, yeah, said, yeah. My favorite librarians retiring, so that's sad. I found out that all um, all the books I buy from the library they actually stamp as a as a gift from, from myself, so that was kind of nice to find out. So, and we actually closed our uh, closed our mailbox will after ten years. I no longer uh, we no longer have a P.O. box in uh, the Stanley Post Office.
2: Well, it's good to know since Christmas is coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, in case someone
2: were to want to send you something, it'd be a real shame to have it returned to sender this time, not because I put the wrong address
0: in, but because the address isn't there anymore. Well, that's my post office box in Idaho, not Wisconsin. So, yeah, I mean, you
2: were still still having a post office box in Idaho? Yeah. How much
0: mail did you get in it? I, surprisingly, more than I had expected. Um, when I pulled the mail out for the first time in a year and a half. So, a lot of mailers, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, we had a recall on our old Subaru that was going there. So, I mean, part of it was, I mean, I kept the mailbox because, you know, our car was registered out to Idaho to that mailbox. So, I kind of had to keep it. But then we got new plates. Um, Gotcha. I don't know. It was a way to kind of keep my foot in Idaho. And plus, it's a small rural post office. So, I figured they could probably use all the money they can get. And that was part of the reason why I kept my car registered in Idaho too, because I figured I'd rather register my car in a very poor county of 4,300 people, as opposed to a county of you know 1.2 million people that probably doesn't need the money as much. So, you know, so yeah, it's it's sad, you know. But now, I mean, the, the population—I just want to say the population's exploding. But um, it's one of the few post offices in the country that doesn't have any delivery service, so it's all a PO box so they don't actually have someone that goes out and delivers the mail, so. Good for them. Yeah, so, yeah, and I, yeah, the, yeah, you used to always say in the wintertime in Stanley, Idaho, if you could, you talk to somebody, you either got to stop at the gas station, the library, or the post office, probably talk to everyone you need to, so. It was that kind of small town, so. I mean it's a population of 63 people. People are like, well, that's not that small, 6,300. I'm like, no, 63. There's there's no zeros after that. And the county I lived in is larger than Connecticut. It's only got 4,300 people. One person point, it's one person point or 0. 0.7 people per square mile. Fascinating, huh?
2: Never thought so much about Idaho.
0: Yeah. So, Custer County, Idaho, smack dab in the middle of the state. So, yeah, it's beautiful. So, it was good. I snuck up there for a day. Yeah, it's about where I live. About two and a half hours from where face parents are. So, of course, it was four degrees when I got up there. You know. It's also one of the coldest places in the nation. So if you ever check the paper and you look for the coldest spot in the U.S., a lot of times in Stanley, Idaho. And it's amazing how many people cool come. Yeah, uh, pun intended. Yeah, and that was free publicity. I mean, you would be surprised on how many people would actually come up just to say they've been to the coldest city in the nation. That's a fact. Yeah. Sounds like some dorky I would do. Or had done. Sorry, I keep rambling there. So, but Will, I get it looks. That's like... all right.
1: This is this is
2: what people this is what people tune in for.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're big. Well, we're not really a big deal, but uh but listen, I I do apologize. We did not let all our high fibers know that we were recording. Uh, because actually, in uh, in podcast time, Will and I actually have not recorded in ten days.
2: Thanks, should... thanks to everybody who's tuned into the last hundred episodes.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's 100 episodes already. And, you so.
2: know, I, you know big, big thanks to our friends like SJ and and Freeds for, uh, we're, we're in their, their top Spotify wrapped. Yeah. We, the VGM feed is up there. Hopefully, because they're listening to more shows than just Ring of Honor, Revelry. There's lots of great shows on the visionaries of global media.
0: yeah. Yeah, listen, I mean, Chad and Giesel are back, and uh, on the view from the goalpost, I may not even like American the football, but uh, I do enjoy listening to those guys, and obviously, you know, good cop, bad cop, very good friends of Ring of Honor, Reverie. Um, you know, Graham, a former guest, and hopefully we get Matt and, and uh, Ryan on here one of these days, and band from ringside, obviously, you know, JCB's been on the show, and bring Buster boys are on a little bit of a hiatus, you know, but uh, hopefully they make it back, and yeah. Uh, I know we've got Chris talks games. I'm not, um haven't listened much, but they're uh, making an appearance. Dungeon
2: and Dungeons was it? Yep. Dun- Dungeons and Junkies is that what it's called?
0: Yep. So yeah, now that Chad's uh, Phoenix Flash. Yep. If you need your uh, if you need your New Japan fix, along with the the bread club between those two podcasts, and pretty much know all uh, all you need to know if about it.
2: If you enjoyed the if you enjoyed the Idaho chat, check out the Midwest Wrestling Roundup you can hear about all sorts of stuff in the Midwest.
0: Well, I mean, Idaho is not in the Midwest, but yeah. So.
2: Did you guys cover, on the Midwest Wrestling Round, did you cover AEW? Because AEW is in, a, in the, the Minnesota, I think, right?
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, darn. I forgot. And I forgot to mention that Survivor Series was in Chicago, so yeah, I wonder if a uh, friend of the show, Mr. JJ D- D- Rogue.
1: D- uh, D- uh, Look
2: in my Oh um, yeah,
0: we're not gonna talk about that. So copyright strikes on Ring of Honor Revelry. Um but yeah, I wonder if JJ Rogue went to Dynamite, so I could probably text him and ask him, but but uh, will you want to bust out these fantastic sure you get we- backstage? I mean, you know, these are big deals. So I mean, uh, because top flights we, we might
2: there's a timeline where we could see JJ Rogue feuding with Prince Nana,
0: dude. That would be fucking amazing. Honestly, actually, um, I know I'm partial, but actually, so yeah, JJ Rogue as a character is really good at what he does, um obviously is that one guy sending death threats on the YouTube machine, so.
2: I, so I was hoping so badly when they did the Handsome Kevin birthday extravaganza that the main event guest was going to be that guy that was posting the fucking videos and stuff, like, I was holding out for it so bad. Oh, <laughs> my He was going to get him, and I'm like, what a ride the episode would be if they were to get that guy. Oh
0: my god, that would have been amazing.
2: this always next year,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, that's fucking hilarious, yeah. I I wonder if Matt actually didn't reach out. So, oh well,
2: so let's uh, let's start with how about we start with SJ's question topical, uh. So, as this episode comes out, we'll be one week removed from Survivor Series, one week removed from War Games. Hmm. And SJ wants to know, if Ring of Honor did a War Games match, who would be our 10 wrestlers in it and why? Oh. Hmm. I'll start SJ didn't specify it's got a Ring of Honor 2013. So, I want Ring of Honor 2020 War Games. I want the Foundation and the Righteous.
0: Wow. So, you're not fucking around, are you?
2: In War Games. I mean, I'd have to find some way to fluff out the Righteous, because they really only have... I mean, even if you include um, Von Star, there's only three of them. Four of them. So you'd still need one more character to join the ranks, but that's that's what I would like.
0: Alright, because the Righteous, obviously it's Vinnie, Dutch, and obviously they're with Taven, right?
2: No, Vinnie, Dutch, and uh, Bateman.
0: Bateman? Do we put Taven back in the Righteous?
2: Or... Is Jay Lethal on the side of the righteous?
0: Well that's what I was gonna be I mean that was I was gonna add maybe he flips. Like, you know, they only four, have they only, uh, they only have four going in. And then uh you know, and then uh the foundation comes in and then Jay Lethal flips halfway through the match.
2: Like that son of a bitch Daniel Bryan.
0: Yeah.
2: Or Brian Danielson, sorry.
0: Yeah, um, that would be awesome. You know, does, uh, does Bennett make... Nah, we'll put Taven back in there. Yeah, I see you put Taven in with the Righteous. Obviously, there's a... You know, maybe TKO Ryan makes an appearance, but, yeah, I think they go in with four, you know, and it's lopsided, but then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, Jay Lethal pops up out, and out of the foundation and says, "Ha, ah, fuck you, Jonathan Gresham. Fuck you, Red Titus. Fuck you, Wheeler Uda and your, your future pure championship matches.
2: He's, what, a three-time pure champion now?
0: i just say one time. That pure championship died in December 2021.
1: No, well, oh, there you are.
2: And I keep saying I'm glad I'm not watching.
0: And you're back. You were gone there for a bit.
2: Well, and... oh, I waited because my 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 signal didn't drop. I I watched, like you, you froze, so I'm like, all right. I don't know if if this is gonna like kaboom because. As you said, my 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 screen name tonight is Will Now in Technicolor because in pre-production, Tom and I did have video on. Tom confirmed that I am alive and have all my yeah, fingers, this... both hands.
0: Yeah, this is not AI speaking to me, so that's good. What's up? That's just not AI. So you are you are a real person. I can I confirmed it with my eyeballs. I, I, I still
2: exist uh, on this plane of comprehension. It still exists.
0: All right, so I'm gonna book. Um, I do like the righteous versus the foundation. We never really did get that payoff. Um, no, I mean, fuck you, Tony Khan. And more ways than one. It was right there. All he
2: had. All he had to do was just keep the stories going the to already started,
0: and everybody would have been happy. I mean, do you do, gosh, I don't know, 2013, I'm kind of. Well,
2: it's kind of because it wasn't a War Games match per se, but we just had the um, the cage scum. match.
0: Yeah, Scum versus Ring of Honor.
2: You could have hauled out some of those Scum guys that never showed up ever again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope Jimmy Raves, I mean, obviously, well, yeah. You know but i wonder if we're gonna get a scum reunion here sometime soon but we'll definitely get into that a little bit more once we get into our uh our premium live events um yeah i think i'm gonna stick with uh hopefully it's okay sj um that we did your your question justice um it's, it's hard because yeah they just literally just did scum versus ring of honor um in 2013 but i like your i like your 2020. It would be kinda of cool if Roger just came out and said, Whoa oh, games. Oh
1: games.
0: So well, that's right. He was still with the E in 2020, wasn't he? Yeah. And now he's back in Ring of
2: Honor, I guess.
0: Yeah, so hashtag not my ring of honor, so um Yeah. All right, then we had a, qu- a couple questions from Rob, right?
2: We do, so um, let's start with, uh, uh, let's start with, as egg-free eggnog was mentioned on episode 100, question of dishonor, if a member of the 2013 Ring of Honor had a celebrity eggnog, who would it be, and what kind of alternative type of eggnog would it be?
0: Oh, Jesus. Alternative eggnog.
2: I feel like it'd be Truth Martini, and you don't want to know what the substitute is.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's. you know, of course you go to Mark Briscoe, and then Truth Martini was my second. Um, Mark Briscoe would have extra eggs. Yeah, he'd have all the eggs. It'd be all eggnog. <laughs> yeah, it'd be all egg, but no nog. Uh, Mark Briscoe, the National treasurer. I'm going to go Kevin Kelly. Because we don't do Kevin Kelly in our questions very often. And I think he I mean, he does have some Kevin star Kelly's power. A great, Kevin Kelly's a great guy. I hope his wrestling promotion is doing well. Yeah, we haven't heard much of it lately.
2: And I hope he's enjoying having more time at home.
0: Yeah, and more money in the bank. so. Um, yes, but the new guy in New Japan's really not that bad. I can't believe he's only like twenty-one years old. He's actually really good.
2: That's what you said. I I might re-up my sub for Wrestle Kingdom to watch Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's a little stiff, but I mean it's his first couple episodes. I mean you know so I don't know. I, I he's he's growing on me. I'm definitely not mad at all. to go Kevin Kelly because we don't. We don't shout out to him enough on this show. Um, you know, and all of our, our questions of design or are usually based around wrestlers. So I'm going to say Kevin Kelly has a celebrity eggnog. Do I put alcohol in it or do I put like a flavor in I don't know why, but it just popped into my mind that Kevin Kelly would have a fancy mint eggnog. That sounds like something I would
2: I, enjoy. I, I do like the I I I don't mind an eggnog with a little bit of mint in it. I can get down with that.
0: Yeah, and not cream to mint. I mean just, just regular mint flavoring like chocolate, uh, you know, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um the greatest ice cream of all the times. Um yeah, I don't know why. I just for some odd reason um popped into my head with Kevin Kelly doing a, a mint eggnog. Will, you got any other eggnogs?
2: Nah, the fridge is kind of empty right now I wish there was some magnolia though. I don't
0: know if I
2: can drink it so I guess let's do Rob's other question
0: and show uh, Rob sorry we did not Tom oh, he, he wants of... to know Yep.
2: we didn't we, we weren't and he said in advance of the 100th episode at UTT Rob wants to know if we had to swap our co-hosts remember the 2013 Ring of Honor roster, who are we picking?
0: So you're going to swap me out for somebody that's on the 2013 Ring of Honor roster?
2: Or you're going to swap me out. I mean, I feel like this would be much more successful if you swap me out because you do all the actual work. I just show up.
0: Okay, showing up's half the battle.
2: I mean... You know. There's a couple different ways you can go with this, right? If you pick like a Kevin Kelly, then you have a great resource and you can kind of like go through some of the questions, like some decisions, right? Have more of like an inside baseball kind of thing. Maybe you want to go out there and you want to have a a Delirious.
0: Mm, I'm good. Or a Mark Briscoe, National Treasure. Mark Briscoe would be fun. I personally, I know this person's also a lot of common answer, uh, but I think I would pick uh, my polls for a week. Uh, obviously, Will is irreplaceable. Um, but I'm going to go Jimmy Jacobs. I mean, I, I love the Jimmy Jacobs. Um, he's obviously super intelligent. Um, once again, you could definitely break down some of the psychology of things going on currently and everything like that. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, Jimmy Jacobs' is one-half of the Ring of Honor every podcaster would be awesome. I
2: think think Matt Taven would be a cool one, too, because he's one of those guys that we kind of got, we're going to get to see you, like... For a long time. the The career all the way up. Yeah. So to start with, like, here we are, Matt Taven. Here you're, you're debuting. You're saying you're from like Hollywood, California, but we know you're full of shit. You're from Derry, New Hampshire. <laughs> Who
0: would think that uh, two guys from Derry? Did New you Hampshire... have a
2: Honda Civic with a lot. Like, did you have a, uh, a Honda Civic with a really fucking loud exhaust? Did you do burnouts by Pinkerton Academy? <laughs> yes or yes. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. You should tweet at him and ask him, man.
2: But it'd be but you, cool to have so, like if somebody like that to again not necessarily from like the inside baseball, team, but to like track the career like alongside that person.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I mean, I'm trying to think besides Haven, who is you know obviously Lethal started before all this. Um, I mean, you're still seeing a lot of Lethal.
2: I mean, a, a Jay Briscoe. No, oh, yeah, duh. Well, but, but again, I mean... Yeah, but the Jay Briscoe, Briscoe sta- already was a well-established character at this point.
0: Yeah, the Briscoes had been there, I mean, 10 years before we even started this podcast, so... I mean, Taven literally debuted since we started this. Yeah, that's really fascinating, Will. I, I like that. Like, I mean, yeah. I can't think of anyone that had... Um, I mean, Silas, kind of. I mean, well, yeah, Silas kind of debuted, um, and was there at the end. And I'm that was
2: back when he was actually young. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, we got the we got the Milwaukee connection. Um, you know, I mean, we Adam had, Page. Adam
2: Page is another one.
0: Yeah, but but obviously he leaves. You know, in 2018.
2: I mean, most people left in 2018.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like that's why I like the Taven thing, because he he debuted when we started and he was there at the very end. So, I mean he would get us through our, our December twenty-seventh, two thousand thirty-two episode. Or thirty-one. Yeah. That's a really good answer, really. I like that. I like your thinking Thank on you. that.
2: See? I, I have meaningful contributions every now and then.
0: Well, I mean a lot actually, but
2: Well, you know what they say, Tom. A broken clock is right twice today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Rob, sorry. I, I know that was uh, intended for question uh, episode 100. Um, unfortunately, or I shouldn't say unfortunately, Will and I had recorded a few days earlier before I unplugged from the Matrix. But I still wanted to make sure we got the episode out. So, um, But didn't you have some beer comments in that too? Or is that a different
2: so the beer comments come from something else that came up during – Episode. He said, to answer your question, the Harvest Festival is more religious than secular in the UK. At school, we brought in food for pensioners, but I'm sure at real Chris Bellis would be able to give you a better idea of any specific traditions. He said, Him and Dan Griffin would be able to help you pair a beer with the Harvest Festival. He says, as Oktoberfest is the end of the harvest, so Oktoberfest, folks, is not actually in October. He said, I'd probably go with a Paul Honor lager.
0: Nice. And shout out to Rob and Dan. I mean, they are sponsored by beer companies, um, they have a discount code and everything. So, um...
2: yeah, Sh- shout out to Rob at UTT Rob. He's. Definitely one of the stalwarts of the the, the question of dishonor, dishonor.
0: Yeah, and uh, they they do give us a weekly shout out um, on their show too. Um, so and I, it's been fun watching up this build up to to Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks. Um, Eighteen million people will. That's so, Tom. You know, we say it every week. That's a lot of fucking people. It's a lot of fucking people. You know, that's, that's way too many people yeah so i hope the match is as good i mean as as they say it is so um yeah shout out to those guys um yeah shout out to all our high fivers obviously you know thank you sj for the questions um you know and in free uh, is feeling better yeah and she's gonna try and get us uh get some stickers out to some uh, certain wrestlers here uh sometime soon so boy hi-fi tom can get that in his head out of his ass and get those in the mail sooner than later um but thanks for that sj and obviously freeze and make sure you check out uh freeze and i uh review of the punisher um you know and uh we will be doing a follow-up now that uh yes. tom, tom figured out he could instead of having to buy a new blu-ray player he could just buy a new remote for said blu-ray player and not have to replace it so Shazam. It was, wow it was a six dollar fix that i figured out literally while i was recording with eric i'm like oh boy Why don't I just buy a fucking remote? I'm very thankful that my wife married me, so thank you,
2: Sunshine. Well, I'll I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. So you talk about $6 fixes, right? Yes. So the back bar where I work, we had issues for ages. Stuff's not staying cold. Trying to get people in there to fix it, fix it, fix it. Spending all this money for different techs and engineers and whatever to come out and say, well, it should be working fine. so it's been like six months of this thing not working and they said well we really can't replace anything on it because it's too old they don't make parts for it so what they did was is we call it the car wash now they just got a bunch of like the plastic flaps that you put like on the inside of a freezer problem solved that's all it needed (laughs) Why didn't we just do that six months ago?
0: That is hilarious. You know,
2: sometimes that, that sometimes the, the cheapest fix
0: is the best one.
2: Is the best one. Moral of the story, besides going into your public library.
0: Yeah, if you're not using your public library, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Uh, I mean, I assume I mean, obviously we've got listener, listeners in the, in the Canadian, you know, and United Kingdom and and everything in you know, Australia. Um, I assume that public libraries are a thing worldwide. I would assume. I mean, I don't want to be Mr. Mister- I mean, I have traveled. Probably a better those places. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably true. Um, although, um, you know, I mean, obviously the Stanley Library for honestly, all bullshit aside, I mean, for a town of sixty-three people, they've got a really great fucking library. I mean, it's small, um, but it, it's it's fucking awesome. Um, I, I'm gonna miss Jane. Um, she was a big reason why I got back into libraries and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like, like within Dairy though, I mean, if they don't have it, they can get you anything. So. Tom, before
2: we move, before we move on to Brendan's question of dishonor.
0: And I don't forget it again uh, this week.
2: One, one other person that I want to, uh, give thanks to and shout out to is, um, at in Brightest Day.
0: Ah, uh, yes. The I need to, I need artist
2: to... behind the Ring of Honor Revelry logo.
0: And I need to get that... He, uh, recently, oh, sorry.
2: he recently sent us some new graphics. It's the same logo, but they're formatted for social media avatars. Oh!
0: I need still need to get him stickers, so tell him I'm yeah, sorry. Um... If we ever do,
2: if we ever do T-shirts, we got to make sure he gets a T-shirt too.
0: We'll get T-shirts one of these days. I should just drop them off because he's in in Kentucky. Said, "What do you want? What's that? He's in Kentucky, right? I Think so. I mean, I can just look at my Twitter machine.
2: Kentucky, Um, Cincinnati. I know. I know he's a Cincinnati fan.
0: Um." But, yeah, listen, if if you're not checking the show notes, uh, make sure you are following Embrace Day. Uh, You know, his info is in every show notes. Uh, Great job. He's he's done
2: artwork for lots of folks. He's got T-shirts here, there, and everywhere. He's He's got his own line called Falcon Arrow Brand. I don't think they've put out anything new, but I do have one of the shirts from there. It's very cool, very cool stuff. And he was able to to take the, the mumblings of a madman basically and produce exactly what I wanted.
0: Yeah, Emily. I talked to my my buddy Dan, too. we might actually have a, a theme song here too. So we're moving we're, up. We're, we're moving up here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's only you know hundred episodes at least in, people but
2: people are going to start having expectations. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to have to start wearing suits. And get Bluetooth
0: sponsorships. Well, I mean, if it get us a Bluetooth, no, nah, I don't know if I'd wear wear a suit. Okay, yeah, you're right. Ah, oh, shit, I should have thought. Fuck, I was right by his house. Fuck. In brightest days, I'm not gonna blow up his spot or anything, but
2: right, not like when damn, not like when LaGreco was <laughs> spilling the beans about where Studio LA is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, listen. We literally went to a restaurant right down the street from where he lives. Oh, such an ass. You could have met her up. Yeah, I should have. I had dinner with her. We had breakfast with a uh, big dick, big dick breakfast from the Rambuster Boys. So great restaurant. Shit. Sorry, embrace day. I apologize. That's I'm I'm stupid. I am going to get you your stickers, buddy. Um, so hopefully you're listening. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a. Uh, the new mock-ups and everything so
2: they're in the their production. They're they're in the email. He he sent them to the to my Gmail and I sent it to the the podcast email. But he definitely took care of us. Nice. Was a fan of his stuff for a while. Was I thought it was very cool to be able to to get logo work done by him Yeah, for sure. It's that time.
0: Well done, Will. Well done. Brandon,
2: right. everybody's favorite wizard. <laughs>
0: Make sure you follow Brandon in his 1989 review with Shining Wizards this uh, this past Monday. I was unfortunately not able to listen live. Um, I wanted to call in, but I was stuck in Dallas.
2: Brandon at Irish Misfit on Twitter. His question of dishonor. What is your favorite Christmas movie? And part two is who from Ring of Honor would be best to star in one of those crappy Hallmark Christmas movies?
0: Unless I said on uh make sure but mm-hmm. I
2: almost feel like there's a differentiation here, right? Because you can tell the tone. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas is spelled out. Crappy Hallmark Xmas movies. <laughs> he probably didn't even mean anything by that, but I'm gonna read into it and put meaning where it doesn't belong there and say CM Punk is gonna show up on Ring of Honor Revelry.
0: <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious.
2: Brendan's answer was Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. I haven't seen that either.
0: I haven't. So no I guess idea. everybody,
2: everybody at me. I guess.
0: What is what? I don't even know
2: what that is. That's the the Jim Henson thing. Oh,
1: nice. Emmett Otter's Jug
2: Band said absolutely great story and even better music. It melts his cold black heart every year. Hmm. And for 2013 of Honor, he would love to see Kevin Steen being the angry person who goes home to some hick town in Canada. It's not some hick town. It's Maryville, Quebec, Canada. Hmm. And he learns the true spirit of Christmas, preferably Preferably from Mark Briscoe.
0: Mark Briscoe. That's great. Um. Well, uh, as, as anyone that listens to this show or any of my podcasts, I am not a fan of the holidays, um, but I do have two favorite holiday movies, uh, but Will, what's yours?
2: So my favorite Christmas movies are, are all, and I say, I, I, legit, I legitimately mean all of them, like all the rank and bests. Christmas specials, the Rudolph, the Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, okay. Like all all like the, the claymation ones. Nice. But I always make sure to go out of my way because there's one that you can it's very hard to find. Because a lot of people complained about it because it provides a more international look at Santa, a more pagan view of Santa.
0: Well, I mean Santa is pretty much all pagan. Acknowledging
2: Faiths and deities from around the world. So I always give a special shout out and uh, a special shout out to my friend Joe at Pure Evil because he also is a big fan of this one. It's called "The Life and Times of Santa Claus." Well, that's fun. And I won't go through like the whole thing. It is kind of is I believe based on a book. Um, but it opens up with. Santa on his deathbed and pretty much the pantheon of gods from around the world saying has Santa Claus done enough for the world to be granted immortality?
0: Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, used
2: to, I, I saw it on TV once but then you know a lot of uh, a lot of folks complained about the the portrayal of you know oh no like this has like some seriousness to it. Oh no, this is acknowledging that there's spirituality beyond just Christianity. Hmm. Santa's supposed to just be a happy fat man who brings toys with all his free labor.
0: <laughs> yep, that's awesome. Um, wow, that's not nearly. Uh... I always liked the uh, the uh, Rudolph one. But um,
2: Remember, kids, everybody will make fun of you for what makes you different until it's to their advantage.
0: Yeah, lesson learned here, kids. Um, Well, I've got two. Um, Obviously, the second one's... Also,
2: fun fun rabbit hole for the Rudolph. I'll have to dig through it. I think it's from the Film Theory YouTube channel. They break down the thought that Yukon Cornelius is... A lost son of Santa Claus.
0: I have no idea who that is.
2: Yukon Cornelius is the guy in the in the Rudolph one who helps him. He's like the the the, 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 the mountaineer with the big red beard. Huh. And they use stuff that's in all those other Rankin Bass specials to as evidence to why he is a lost son of Santa Claus.
0: interesting yeah i mean i probably haven't seen those for like oh shit 30 years but uh every oh. year I pull, I pull up the youtube
2: playlist and just let it rip
0: did you ever watch those on tv when you're a kid
2: oh yeah had them all on vhs tape
0: wow interesting well, Will went went super deep. I don't know if, if my list is even going to compare to that. Um, my first one's going to be pretty typical, but my second one's just going to be controversial. Um, and if you disagree with me, you're just blatantly wrong. Well, um, my first one's Scrooged with Bill Murray. Um, had not seen that movie in fucking forever, but it was actually on my plane right back um, from the final final battle serendipitously, um, and I've watched it three or four times since then. But uh. Bill Murray's just, just classic fucking Bill Murray. Have you ever seen it, Will? I have not. Oh, that's fucking great. Are you Actually, Bill- no. I have. It's been a while, though. Definitely worth a revisit. Um, are you a Bill Murray fan, though? Yes. Yeah, it, 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 it's a height of Bill Murray. Uh, Bob Keck, Wolf, it's not it, a Carol King. Uh, Carol Kane, not Carol King. Uh, I have been to Carol King's house, the musician, but it's not a strange itself. Um... Yeah, it's just fuck. It, it's great. Oh, I enjoyed every time. I ain't seen it in like 20 years, and I still remember it in line. But uh, the other one um, is controversial. there's like, well oh, it's not a Christmas movie. It just takes place during Christmas. It's definitely Die Hard. I mean, how can it not be? Um, I love the Die Hard. It's probably top five favorite movies for me all time. Uh, it is the true spirit of Christmas. You know, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, it, it it brought me like what was that?
2: That's me sighing exasperatedly as I knew this was coming.
0: Um, you know, it it, it, it introduced me to run DMC. Um yeah, diehard. So yeah. You can at me all you want, you're gonna be wrong. So that's okay.
2: I never think of it as a Christmas movie, because I watch it year round. Like I never like, I never looked at it as a Christmas movie, because I probably shouldn't have watched those movies a lot. But the die- <laughs> when I was in like middle school, I watched the Die Hard and the Lethal Weapon movies a lot.
0: First <laughs> 2 Lethal Weapon, are- probably more than I should have. Lethal, the Lethal Weapon one and two are fucking great. I don't think. I've seen three, but a long time ago. But I've never saw four. I
2: don't think. Um, yeah. It's, I was I was hanging out with my buddy the other night, and they brought up Jingle All the Way. And they're like, how do you feel about Jingle All the Way as a Christmas movie? It's like, well, it is like at Christmas time, but it's one of those weird things to me because it's, it's supposed to be like California or whatever, right? There's no snow. So like, you never like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like. I, I need the snow. I need all the the holiday accoutrement. But it is very cool to have Paul White and Vern Troyer together. Yeah. I want the Toboman.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I've never seen Jingle all the way. I, I I think it's I think I need to revisit it. Just like I'll eventually revisit the Punisher, even though it's two hours long. I don't remember it being that long when I watched it when I was younger. So they've got to have, like, an extended... It's got to be, like, an extended cut of it.
0: Were you allowed, to- Did you did you find it on Netflix, or...?
2: It was on Netflix, yeah. It's there until...
0: Actually, I think tomorrow
2: is the last day. Because
0: there is a couple different versions of... Um...
2: That's what you guys were saying, and it was blowing my... Go listen to Tom and Eric on Nattering with E talk about the Punisher movie. And then go listen to the Punisher soundtrack and say like, "Damn, Will was right. But that is one of the best damn movie soundtracks I've ever heard."
0: Yeah, and Eric's actually getting a playlist on on Spotify. Motherfucker, quit talking. Let's see, yeah, um, yeah. Once I dig into it, because I think my uh, my Blu rays has got the extra extra scenes in there, so. Um. Yeah, then, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of ruin some uh, some content here, but I don't give a shit. So hopefully, Eric, you don't mind. But Eric sent me something. So, you know that scene where Thomas Jane's obviously fighting Kevin Nash, uh, the Russian? Yes. And you know the part where uh, Thomas Jane stabs Kevin Nash in, in the chest?
2: Yeah, because that's uh, pretty much how the fight, or that's not how the fight ends, but yeah, like he stabs him and he keeps going. Yeah, I guess,
0: I don't know how this can be real, but I guess that was not a prop knife. And he actually really stabbed him?
2: I've seen stuff about that where he he accidentally actually got stabbed.
0: Because, I mean, that could have gotten very wrong because he stabbed him right near the heart. It could (laughs) have. You know, and kudos to Kevin Nash. I mean, say what you will uh, about the guy. Actually, I got no heat with Kevin Nash. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was the the take they took. The take they took. Ah, um say that three times fast, but uh yeah, so I'll have to do some digging into that. So um Yeah, it's definitely Swordfish era John Travolta for sure.
2: Could have rented that from my from my library.
0: Yeah. Uh but we will be I doing could part rented, two.
2: I could have rented swordfish on its own or a double feature of Swordfish and Terminator three.
1: Movie's not
0: horrible.
2: Have you seen Terminator Three? Oh yeah, I saw it in the theaters.
0: You can definitely tell Arnold was phoning it in. Yeah, um, but I, I I like the story, how they're like basically whatever you do, this is going to happen anyways. So, won't spoil it for anybody. Um, but I do want to shout out my new good friends over in in Madness Pod. I uh, did a couple great reviews of Terminator One and Two. Um. Awesome reviews of that. So,
2: before before we get to the second part of Brendan's question, oh yeah, have you watched the Batman yet?
0: No, I have not.
2: I'm gonna have some downtime on Friday. I'm probably gonna rewatch it.
0: I mean, no I'll have
2: to watch the Mist again to get brushed up on that for when we inevitably talk about the Mist in earnest on camera.
0: Um, well, you do have a you know a copy of it on DVD.
1: You know, I do. Have I, I have
2: a hard copy. You don't even have to go to the library. I don't have to for that. I don't have to go to the library.
0: Um, how many extras are on your DVD? Because I, I I kept the fancier of the copies.
2: I'd have to go find it in the living room.
0: Oh, there's six seasons of Black Mirror. Oof, I am behind.
2: So for my recasting okay, Christmas yeah. thing,
0: back to back focus. Okay. Yes.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna do a play on. Uh, you mentioned Scrooge to play on the the Christmas Carol.
0: I was Bob Marley once in the Christmas Carol as a kid.
2: Have a have Steve Carino be the Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> But well, you know, they don't really have the budget to bring in a ton of names, right? So I think it'd have to be Steve Carino and Mark Briscoe would be the ghost of the ghost of Christmas.
0: Yeah, I mean that beard and everything.
2: Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs could have small cameos as like the the ghosts of the business partners. Would Mark Briscoe would be like, green hey, Gotta change your way, man. Gonna gonna wind up dead in the ground, Christmas time.
0: Hmm. All right. So, um, Will, have you seen planes, trains, and automobiles? Have not. I know that's technically a Thanksgiving movie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh shit, 2012's on Netflix? Oh, yes. You ever see that movie? Nope. It's actually pretty good. Um it's yeah, it's a disaster movie, but I saw it three times in Spanish before I saw it in English, but it's not for itself. Okay. Um I think Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is actually technically a Thanksgiving movie, but I don't care. Um, But you could definitely do, like, a Hallmark theme. Just who am I going to have play the characters? I need two opposites here. Are you familiar with the premise at all of uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I know it's it's Steve Martin and it's... um, John Candy. John Candy. Yeah, basically their flights home are canceled, and they just need to get home, and then all their, you know, they try to get on buses, and that doesn't work, and that and the other things, so.
2: Definitely Which is like funny, because a- John Candy would be in Home Alone, helping a woman who can't get home by plane, train, or automobile.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait, was Uncle Buck first, or was Home Alone first? Oh, that would have been another
2: good one. Home Alone, where it's Adam Cole, Michael Elgin, and uh, Jay Briscoe are the the bandits.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Kid Jacobs could be the Macaulay Culkin character. Or wait, no. you would have to be Grizzly Redwood. Um, All right. I, or, okay.
2: or it's Kevin Steen, because she also is Kevin.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um... Alright, so I'm gonna go uh, planes, trains, and automobiles themed. Uh it's definitely there are definitely movies like that on Hallmark. Uh there's one my mom always watches with Heavy Winkler that's very similar. Um where like the grandfather's stranded there or something like that, and he's crotchety and then they make him both Christmas. Um why can't I think here? Well, I need two opposites. I'm going to say Mike Mondo was definitely the Steve Martin character. The straight laced, you know, I just want to get home. And then, yeah, Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen and Mike Mondo need to, need to get back home for Christmas, but they've been snowed out in an airport, and they, they go on adventures on trying to get home. to Their loved ones. Hallmark style. So it's not planes, trains, and automobile style. It's definitely Hallmark style, so. So, yeah, that's, that's my final answer.
2: Excellent. What a great round of questions we had this week!
0: Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, everybody. Uh, keep the questions coming. Uh, tell all your friends, you know, we, we are not bashful. Um, you know, listen, if, if more people We answer ask everything, yeah, we, we may not answer it well, but we will answer it. Um, I mean, between, uh, you know, Rob and Will, I mean, we've got, like, 18 different $5,000 ideas, so. I mean, I, mean, cool. I
2: think Mark Briscoe's one-man Shakespeare in the Park is still... The greatest. It's still the big money. Yeah. Go to your local library and see if they have Mark Briscoe reading Shakespeare in the, the book on <laughs> tape section.
0: If they don't, petition. Saying they should add it, so... um I might just tweet it Mark saying that, so but uh but everybody, um we're gonna take a quick break here before we jump into the main event. Uh but make sure you are enjoying all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Um, like I said, uh Shining Wizards uh by the time this drops will be a couple days from episode six hundred and sixty-six. Uh they do promise some uh some uh fireworks. You know, but you can obviously hear Ring of Honor Honor, Honor, on Shining Wizards, but uh, you can also enjoy all these great shows. And we will talk to everybody on the other...
2: The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15pm Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod, and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder, because if you don't find us,
1: we will find you. What's up everyone, when on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast,
2: or playing in punk bands,
1: or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling because we're from winnipeg you idiots you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network.
0: One. all right high fivers listen make sure you're great following all the great shows here on the shining wizards uh podcast network and also obviously i'd be remiss i know we talked a little bit earlier but make sure you're following all the great shows uh at visionaries Gold media just type in visionaries Gold media into your podcast apple choice uh or just look them up on the twitter machine i guess they're on the instagram i'm not on instagram much i should probably do that better uh but a lot of great shit on there too but will we've got some tv And, uh, round two of Pursuit. Um, but first, real quick, TV, um, Ring of Honor TV, 115, original air date, November 30th, 2013. Um, this is basically a Road Rage episode, so I'll go through, uh, if this happens to be your first episode of Ring of Honor Revelry, uh, thanks for joining the team, joining uh, joining the High Fivers, um, you know, so I'll kind of go over this real quick, but this is a recap of, um. You know, uh, pursuit night one, uh, but some really good matches, uh, you know, the great stuff for, for TV. So, listen, if, if you didn't see these like Will and I did, um, yeah, it was the, the in ring work was really good. We'll go over here real quick, but uh, Will, we got a real quick recap of Jimmy Jacobs, uh, why he gets his shots tonight. Obviously, uh, he was previously part of Scum, but BJ Whitmer wants him to come back. He fought with honor, um. You know, he does his promo, he's basically you know the voice of the voiceless. Uh yes, I said that on purpose. Um, but yeah, for for everyone that laughed at him, you know, this is his one shot. Um, but our first match is Roddy Strong versus Davey Richards, which is kind of nice because at least we'll at least they're switching up the order because these weren't in the order um from Pursuit Night One. Um yeah, Roddy Strong versus Davey Richards. Um in like the first time we reviewed this, I just kind of sat back and watched it. So I said this one I kind of watched it a little more discerning um but god damn this match is really fucking good obviously they're both former champs uh world champs uh and they're both former main adventures of final battle i really do like how throughout tv here they're really kind of you know at least trying to do some storytelling for the upcoming final battle it is you know <laughs> ring of honors wrestlemania um you know um and then we get in the middle so we get a, a ad for uh for delirious but uh Will this delirious make you want to buy a Ring of Honor or Ring of Honor merchandise?
2: Man, I'm not talking about the DVDs uh, on <laughs> on oh. Remember, you could buy Ring of Honor DVDs on oh. wrestling.com?
0: Yeah, you could watch TV and you know. me, well, you,
2: you can watch Final Battle this month on Honor Club.
0: Yeah, for could. only the right. honor club. Well, it's a good thing I'm not going to be doing that. So, just saying you could. Yeah, like I'm sure. not going
2: to do it either. <laughs> but.
0: Um, but yeah, listen, Davey Richards and these fucking highlights. I don't know why those bother me so much. I guess he's trying to to dial the gray, but just go with it, Davey. It's not a big deal. You know, it's just hair. Um, I did love in this match, and we talked about this the first time. But I, you know, I love how Carino is not letting go uh, that Davy Richards killed Paul London. And then Kevin Kelly's like, well, Paul London's not dead. He literally just had a match of the year against Roddy strong a couple weeks ago. Karen's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but that was pretty funny. But yeah. Lots of great back and forth. Uh, they had a really good, awesome, uh, strike combination, uh, with Davy's kicks and Roddy's chops and stuff like that. Um, uh, but yeah, in the end, uh, you know, Davey gets Roddy in a, in ankle lock, but, uh, he reverses it in, uh, Strong rolls up David Ritzards for uh for the pin, uh, we even got a uh a, a legitimate code of honor, even though they are talking how much these two don't like each other. But, um, will on a rewatch list. Like was there anything that you missed on from this match originally, or uh, I don't know? I, I liked it uh, a little bit better on a rewatch.
2: No, I'm like full stop. but I didn't give a whole lot of time for the TV episode. I did watch on the double speed just to kind of see if there was anything new added in or anything of note so not a not exactly viewed for a for a re-watching pleasure
0: yeah i kind of you know i did the same thing said i watched it while at work a couple days ago oh rocking out um and then and then uh yeah. I watched him on double Speak today just before we started recording, but, uh, we did get a funny promo here from Mark Briscoe. Uh, we do find out in this episode that Mark Briscoe will be battling Silas Young, uh, in a strap match. Um, uh, Mark, just being, being Mark, I, I can't even do it justice. Um, but he calls Silas, you know, he's not really a real man. I mean, yeah, he's got some chest hair, but you know, he's not really a real man. And, uh, he whips the ear just cause, uh, you know, his daddy used to be him to keep him in line. And, uh, All in all, just listen, if you get anything from this uh, TV episode, uh, make sure you watch Mark. He's a national treasure and uh, shows. But next, uh, speaking of Mark Briscoe, we get him in a dogfight versus Michael Elgin. And uh, in commentary, I kind of missed this the first time, uh, but Kevin Kelly and uh, Steve Carino kind of talk on, you know, Michael Elgin should probably be pretty pissed right now. Um, He, I mean, he beat all four Ring of Honor champions in one match. And now Jay Briscoe is just randomly thrown into this main event. You know, and they even talked about how he had set aside his his title aspirations uh, to fight against scum, you know, so uh, Elgin's obviously got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder here. Uh, but in between the match, we do show uh, Champa's getting his uh, his TV title shot versus Matt Taven. You know, he's been talking about this for his whole life and uh, once again, kind of pulling some more stuff. So we do get another match. Obviously Champa and Taven is uh, set for final battle, but, um, You know, I like the booking here. Elgin and Mark basically beat the piss out of each other. Uh, Lots of funny redneck kung fu. Um, And it was really cool because Elgin wouldn't go down. Uh, Great sell job there. But uh, in the end, Mark goes up top, and Silas comes in with some interference. Jay ain't having it. Huge brawl breaks out. Elgin dies on everyone, and basically the match is thrown out. Um, And first watching, I thought this match actually was a little bit shorter, but it's a little bit longer than I thought. So, you know, and we talked to this... um, a couple weeks ago, but uh, I am stoked. You know, Silas is in a, a storyline and uh, the quote unquote main event. So, um, will my friend, do you have uh, any additional thoughts here? Nope. Okay. Um, after that, we uh, we see that uh, CNC Russell Factory, Cedric Alexander, and uh, Caprice Coleman will obviously be talking a lot about them here in a little bit. Uh, but they're giving out you know um, Xmas toys to everybody. Uh, so, but then our main event uh, is uh, Adam Cole versus Jimmy Jacobs. Obviously, Jimmy Jacobs had won the the right to this match uh, after winning three out of his five matches. Uh, but B.J. Whitmer's at ringside, and also Nigel's on the call. Um, you know, and Steve Carino just continues to thirst trap after Adam Cole. Um, and still, once again, like I said, Adam Cole just came back from a concussion, but why would you curb stomp him into the mat? That still really bothered me. Um Oh, and listen, I do. Uh, you know, at one point, Adam Cole. Uh, I'm gonna skip that. I don't even know what that means. So, um, oh yeah, BJ kind of cheated a little bit to to Jimmy's uh, liking, and then uh, Nigel kind of no sells it. Um, you know, Jacobs takes a couple nasty spots in that barricade. Um, at one point, oh yeah, Cole goes to the suplex, and uh, Jake, Jake, um, Jacob's kicks and clear. Uh, who's opposition? Uh, Quote unquote. Uh, of course, Cole grabs the belt, but BJ stops him, throws the belt to Jacobs who drops it. Carino blames Jacobs for trying to uh, burn the ring. Uh, Carino here is just, is awesome. You know, once again, kind of, you know, not even admitting he was ever in scum and blaming Jimmy Jacobs for trying to burn the ring. So if you don't know what I'm talking about. Make sure you do, uh, go back in the archive. Um, there's at one point where uh, Adam Cole super kicked Jimmy Jacobs in uh, the back of the head when he's going for one of his cutters, but, uh, He hits the Florida key. And, uh, I missed this the first time, but will had pointed out when we recorded last time, uh, it was not a very good Florida key. I mean, Jimmy Jacobs shoulders were half up, uh, but finally somebody to at least kick out of it. Uh, but Adam Cole does get the win with the Panama sunrise. Um, the whole kit and cabool. So, uh, Jimmy Jacobs does not win, uh, does not win his ring of honor title, but we'll hear more about Jimmy Jacobs here a little bit later, but, uh, yeah, um, really good on a, on a rewatch. List. It was kind of nice to kind of slow down a little bit and uh, watch all this stuff. And like I said, um, you know, we always ask if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, would you keep watching? And honestly, with the in-ring action, uh, was really good. Um, night night 1 was a good show. Yeah.
2: Um, we'll get on and see if Night 2 carries that momentum forward.
0: Yeah, but uh, we've got another premium live event. Uh, this is pursuit night two uh it went down November 16 2013 uh my dad's 73rd birthday um ironically also from columbus ohio but i don't think they were living in ohio two and three. No, they were in Seattle uh cool looking venue um well i i mean you're not kind of a, a venue mark like i am but uh any thoughts real quick on the venue at all it looked really cool i thought no good looking event. You know, we got Kevin Kelly and Karina. All I still the call. think
2: the best I still think the best looking event was probably that one, what was it in Rhode Island they did?
0: Yeah, like the big like tent, not tent looking thing, but it was like a like a wedding hall thing looking. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem with that one is they didn't shut it off good enough so you could see how much wide open space. But yeah, that was probably I think that was Rhode Island. Um but, Will, our opening match here, I was rather intrigued by this. Um, we've got uh, Silas Young taking on a very freshly shaved Darius Thomas. And uh, obviously, I say on this podcast all the fucking time, uh, styles make fights. And honestly, this was the epitome. Obviously, you know, um, to Darius Thomas with his cap in your ass karate. And, uh, you know, Silas is the, the grounding problem punching in the face. Um, but, you That's know,
2: exactly it, what my thought was, was the, the styles make matches thing.
0: Yeah, and this is really the epitome. Um, awesome. You know, it was it was a, it was a great match, you know, and Karina uh, pointed it out, um, you know, that Darius, obviously he shaved his head so he looks a little more vicious, but he was a little bit more vicious and confident. You know, it seems like the one thing he kind of lacks uh, besides promo skills is you know just that, that extra gear and, and that that confidence in his bill? I mean, he's, he's super fucking talented, so I don't get it. Um, but yeah, but uh, you know, and we do find out uh, during this match that journal and rush is taking on the young bucks at final battle. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, Silas and Mark are gonna be in a strap match. Um, I did have to chuckle, obviously. Um, this kind of hits home, but Carino says uh, that Silas made uh, Milwaukee famous. Uh, that's not actually correct. Schlitz beer, um, also known as Schmidt's beer on Liver and Shirley, and obviously the Crusher. Um, but Carino's talking how Silas went back to Milwaukee and beat up Brewers, uh, Ryan Braun, and Carlos Gomez. Uh, shout out to Carlos Gomez, one of my favorite brewers of all time. Um, but in the end, Silas hits misery on TD for the win. Uh, he's got some momentum going into the, into the strap match. Um, you know, great match, great back and forth. Uh, a lot of counters and even a legit coat of honor from Silas at the end. So, uh, there he's got his, uh, you know, got his respect. So, um, Will, what'd you think?
2: This is a great time. Like I said, not a match. Like if I, if you ask me to pull out my, my imaginary, you know, bingo bucket, you know, or that you, you, you roll out and you pop out who, who, who are the two, uh, I wouldn't have guessed the Silas Young, J. Arias Thomas, but you know it was really good.
0: Yeah, a great way to start the show, and uh, and also we find out I th- I'm not sure if it was during the match or after the match, but they do announce that uh, C Corina will be fu- uh, interviewing Jay Briscoe, um, and this is where I kind of figured out this is also going to be on TV. But uh, will our next match uh, sick Rick Matrix uh, versus Jay- Jamie Jacobs? Uh, once again, you know, I'm gonna say it, you know, clash of styles. Uh obviously this Matrix guy always Jim, Jimmy Jacobs by a lot. Um But I think they did a really good job to, to play to both strengths. Um, you know, Matrix, you know, obviously kicks out one a few times on Jimmy Jacobs because he's smaller, uh, he's got some good moves. Um, you know, once again, Carino no selling his role in the fire. Uh but Jacobs does what he does and he uh chokes out Matrix. I don't really like the ending of that because Matrix is such a big guy. But, um, yeah, it doesn't – do you know much about sick Rick Matrix, Will?
2: See, I was kind of hoping you come regale me with all these tales and legends of uh, of this guy. But I did, I did, like, a quick Google and didn't really <laughs> see anything that was like, ooh, so –
0: yeah, I, I saw. I think in cage match, we had like 150 total matches retired until. Hey, well, I was
2: expecting you to say he he wrestled in the Cheese Whiz Classic of '98 or something <laughs> like that, that.
0: No, no, uh, no stellar knowledge of uh, Sick Rick Matrix, but uh, retired 2019. I mean, looked not bad.
2: Because um, they made him sound like a big deal, right? He's he's got the name, like, oh, this guy's a veteran. You know, he's been. He's been wrestling for a while and just is looking for his big break. It's like, well, why hasn't he had a big break before?
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, he was not bad, you know. Um, your your typical, you know, Ryback big character. Um, the Ryback. Yeah, and, and, I'm sorry, yeah, the but uh, speaking of, uh, I think the one person that will never ever come back to to WWF is Ryback. Um, that would be the one person I would be legitimately shocked, but. Um, after the match, uh, Nigel gets in the ring. Uh, he just says, Jimmy, you fought with Ona. Uh, I'm not sure why I'm saying that with an Australian accent. Um, but, uh, you know, when he got a shot at Cole and, you know, he could have cheated with that bell spot, but he didn't cheat. Uh, and he's officially back. Uh, but Jimmy gets on the, on the mic and he says he wants to spot a final, final battle. Uh, but Nigel's like, you know, the card's already set. I'm kind of like, well, I mean, there is a month. I mean, you can't, you can't change things. Um, I didn't really like there's that a part. month
2: in real time, but you know they're only going to record probably one other time between that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but Nigel promises a big 2014 for Jacobs. Uh and Jacobs walks out of the ring, and I'm assuming you saw this will, but uh Yeah, that uh,
2: he's not thrilled. He's he's not happy with uh he's not happy with that. And he goes to Steve Carino and says they they forgive, but they don't forget.
0: So Will. The million-dollar question coming out of this one is... And Steve
2: Carino says he has no idea what he's talking about.
0: Um, I know it's going to get on my nerves eventually, but I, I really do like Didn't
2: he say during this match, he said that Jimmy Jacobs was, gonna, was trying to set the ring on fire?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he no-sold his, you know... Um, I, I do love that he's just completely oblivious to what he did before. Um, just over the top. He's I playing won't...
2: up that he's oblivious to it. It, it, um, it leaks out every now and then.
0: Yeah. Um, but just, I mean, I, I'm really enjoying this, this Steve Carino, but uh, Will, the million-dollar question here is that uh, at Final Battle, do you think we get Jimmy Jacobs versus Steve Carino?
2: Do we get some scum bullshit?
0: I mean, I'm hoping they fight each other as opposed to bringing a scum back, but I mean, Carino, I mean, did put on one of the best matches, like, just as we started this podcast. I mean, him and, him and Steam put on a fucking classic uh, at Final Battle 2011. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking we get Jimmy Jacobs versus Steve Carino. And I have not looked forward. I have not. I do know a little bit about what happens at Final Battle 2, yeah, right. um, But I don't know about this, so. Uh, but next, uh, we get Mark Briscoe versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Veda Scott's on the call and obviously she's can painting more here for RD Evans. Um, and physically they put the tail of the tape on here. These two are exactly the same. The only difference is I think Mark outweighs Champa by a pound. Um, and Mark's got a little bit more experience. Um, but yeah, uh, but Champa is challenging for the TV title. Um, but yeah, this is the 13th time I'm going to say this, but uh, styles make fights, and uh, these two are very much the same. You know, very Smash Mouth style. Obviously, we got the Redneck Kung Fu. Um, You know, Champa's got, you know, some vicious moves, and uh, these two basically beat the piss out of each other. I mean, they're uh, they're great foils for each other. Champa even gets uh, some vicious knees from that cravat. Uh, but in the end, uh, Champa gets that airway crash from uh, the second rope, and we get a coat of honor from these two, but... Uh, Ciampa's got some awesome momentum going here in the final battle. Um, I don't know why I'm screaming all of a sudden, but uh, Will, any thoughts on Mark Briscoe versus Tomasa Ciampa? It was red. Champa's really been on fire since he's gotten back. Um, and obviously, we know the greatness of what he will become. Um, but it's cool they're letting him cook because he can fucking go, and that's the bottom line. I do have to stop by his wife's parents' restaurant one these days. I gotta figure out where it is. I have never figured out where it is. So uh, but will our next match here is uh your favorite Outlaw Inc. versus the American Wolves. Uh we get a fun code of honor here to start the match. Uh, you know, kind of getting a little chippy between these three. Obviously, there's a lot of history. Uh, but will three out of the four members in this match are former Ring of Honor world champions and obviously, uh, Eddie Kingston is quote-unquote the Ring of Honor world champion and not our Ring of Honor. Um, a little bit short of a match than I would have liked to see. A lot of fun spots. Um, you know, basically just these four are going to beat the piss out of each other, but, uh, in the end, Kingston and Homicide combined for a top-row Bulldog on Richards for a clean win. Um, you know, David Richards has been taking the L in a lot of those spots, but obviously Outlaw Inc. is being built up as the number one contender for those Ring of Honor titles, but, uh, um, you know, all I gotta say, you know, every time I watch, you know, homicide is that motherfucker needs to write a book or have his own podcast because that guy is just a ball of fucking something in a good way. Um, I know we're well,
2: we, we we mentioned homicide today, uh, 20 years ago today, him and Carino.
0: Oh, the ear incident. Yeah. Wow. So that should be coming up. Wow, that's actually probably pretty cool. I wonder, uh shout out to uh Kyle at the apron bump. Uh I've been definitely catching up. He is doing uh he's doing a bunch of these, but he's going back and watching all the ring of honor from the beginning. And obviously you can hear uh the three of us uh, on um through the main event spectacle. So that's right about he just actually today just dropped Ring of Honor or Final Battle to them three. So yeah, pretty cool. So I'm a little far behind, but 20 years ago today, Steve Carino lost part of his urine because of Homicide, huh?
2: It was some big match because it was just a still image that said 20 years ago, and Homicide said, I don't like him still, but I got to respect him. And he's he said, uh, Funk versus Rhodes era.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: Yeah. I just love homicide He just seems like a very engaging human being. And I think it would be great to hear, you know, him on a podcast or something like that. So, I mean, he's a lot better spoken than he looks. Um, well, Steve not...
2: Carino says he doesn't speak English, you know, that you need a, a translator.
0: That's not correct.
2: But, you know, shouts out to outlawing finally having an opponent worth a damn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, I mean they really took it to him. I mean, this match was only seven eight minutes and minutes long, so I was like, that
2: was my biggest takeaway. I was like, damn, they got paired up with like an actual tag team. No, no disrespect to to Alabama Attitude and anybody else they've they've scrubbed up with, Artie
0: Evans. Yeah. <laughs> and um QT Marshall was no longer with AEW. Um Interesting. Uh, we are big fans of QT Marshall on this episode on this podcast, and one of these days, Will and I will review his, his documentary. documentary. Uh, but we have to do the miss first. But uh, but next, Will, we've got uh the other half of Adrenaline Rush here getting a proving ground match versus Adam Cole. Um, and this this is a great chance for these two to uh to really show what they can do, and and did they, um. Like, I I don't know how to ask this question, though. It's sounding like an asshole here, Will. Uh, But obviously, you know, the the Ring of Honor world title at this time is really considered, obviously, the worker's belt. You know, uh, the person holds it. I love Adam Cole. um, But does he really scream to you, best wrestler in the world?
2: Best wrestler in the world. Well, he's not Daniel Bryan, so...
0: No, um I and listen, I am not trying to, you know, shame anyone, you know, body shame anybody or you know, he's a he's a smaller guy, but he's really good. Um, you know, he his personality is so big sometimes it kind of outshines his his in ring work, but um you know it, it is it is what it is. So I mean but I mean shout out to Jay I listen when he legitimately got hurt, listen, he was the one Put that belt on Adam Cole and Jerry Briscoe. i assuming he knows a lot more about wrestling than I do. So, um, I'm not going to assume that actually I know that for a fact, even though he's passed away. He probably stole us more than I do. But, um. but real quick, you know, getting into the match, and obviously, um, you know, Adam Cole sees that uh, ACH's knee is wrapped or leg is wrapped up. So he starts working that. And, uh, you know, Steve Carino told, uh, told a quick story here where Tully Blanchard said, you know, if you're going to wrap an injury like that, you know, if you're going to show it, I'm going to work it. Um, you know, came back as uh it came back to bite him as he can't cinch the pin after he hits a, a nasty uh um, frog splash um you know on the injured leg with a very close near fall. Obviously, you know, um I didn't think ACH was gonna win here, but well, it was a proven ground. I actually might have. But uh but in the end, uh you know, obviously there's a super kick, he kicks out of that, but uh then he throws on a figure four on ACH. I tapped pretty quickly, obviously, because he's got the torn, you know, the torn leg and everything. But great storytelling. And obviously, you know, even though I was kind of bagging on Adam Cole, the fact of the matter is he does have a great in-ring IQ. I will give him that. Um, you know, he worked the leg here because you know ACH has a hurt leg. So yeah. Um. Will, was there any time in this match that you thought maybe because of a proving ground match, maybe ACH could s- s- still win here?
2: If final battle wasn't so close. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Yeah. There, You know, and I'm glad, and listen, I did not realize, you know, when ACH first popped up at the beginning of the year that uh, he was going to get such a rub, you know, so I'm glad that we get ACH on our TV quite often, you know, and I say this all the time, you know, ACH, if you want, I'd love you to come back. Obviously, I understand you don't. Um, and one of these days we will review, Uh, we will do a watch along of ACH versus Trevor Lee at AAW. Um, so we'll strap in for that one. But uh, after that, uh, Nigel announces that we will get uh, Outlaw Inc. versus Red Dragon at Final Battle if, A, Red Dragon re- retains in the main event tonight, and, B, Outlaw Inc. doesn't interfere. So, but after that, Will, we get a 4 corner survival match with Michael Elgin, Jay Lethal, uh, Roderick Strong, and Matt Taven. Um, I love you know Matt what's G- on
2: the line here? Momentum.
0: Yeah. I mean, you
2: it, got it's... Elgin's going for the heavyweight title, Taven and Lethal have been kind of going at it, and you know Roger Strong needed to be on the card.
0: Yeah, because he's just Roger Strong, and he's just fucking good.
2: He's Mr. Uh, R- he's Mr. ROH. You
0: know, and obviously we're we're big Matt Taven fans on this, but uh, you look at this, you know, this match, and obviously which one of these is not like the other. Um, you know, T- Taven's obviously the odd man out, but um. You know, you keep forgetting, Will like I said, Michael Elgin has never won gold in Ring of Honor up to this point. Um, what a shame. Yeah, but obviously, um, not to spoil anything here, real quick. But I'm assuming, obviously, this is going to be on on TV sometime in the near future. Um, but Matt Taven did bring up more hoopla hotties, uh, probably from the strip club. uh, from what Kevin Kelly said, uh, it's a Lucha Libre rules. You know, obviously, which is the same as four corner survival. Um, you know, Michael Elgin is the only non-champ in the match so far. Uh, this match is, you know, like Will said earlier, is about pride. and more, more more, importantly, momentum, as they're doing a real good job here, uh, proling for final battle. Uh, of course, Scarlett at one point distracts Jay Lethal, and Taven pulls him through her legs. thought that was kind of fun, something a little bit different. Uh, a lot of history and moving parts here. Uh, the Lucha rules kind of went out the window early, but uh, Lethal does hail to the king on T- Taven on a very small table next to the ring. Uh, and look, you know, lethal look, shoot, hurt, uh, but it's strong and elegant to finish up the match. I These two being former members of uh, the House of Truth, they kind of forget that. Will that these two kind of you know in the middle of last year were feuding a bunch, were kind of tied together, and they've kind of been separated for a while, uh, which is kind of nice. So this is kind of fresh, but obviously, uh, once again, you know, Michael Elgin, back fist, buckle bomb, power bomb for the win. Um. Yep. Yeah. And like I said, I think they really did, like Will had mentioned earlier, did a great job of just explaining, yeah, this is this is a house show, you know, but this is this is about momentum going into final battle. Um, you know, lethal and Roddy don't have matches yet at final battle, so I guess we'll see, you know, but you know they're gonna be on the card.
2: Well, lethal's probably gonna wrestle Taven, right?
0: No, Trump was wrestling Taven for the title.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. That's right. So yeah, and I think at that point Matt Taven will break the record. I I thought when I researched he had already broken it, but they keep saying that's the that's the benchmark. But uh but next this you know Carino had mentioned earlier, uh he'll be interviewing uh Jay Lethal, you know, and uh, hey, Jay Lethal, Jay Briscoe, jeez, Tom, focus, Oof. Um, and uh, Steve, you know, obviously this gets heated quickly. Surprise, surprise, being Carino and being and Jay, um. You know, Carino kind of lights him until Jay says, you know, Karino, take those glasses because I'm about to beat your ass. Uh, but then once again, Silas comes out, uh, jumps Jay. Uh he's about to whip him with his belt. You know, at least this time he had his own belt and didn't try to steal it from uh um Todd Sinclair. And then uh Mark comes out and those two battle the back, uh, battle the back, and then Jay gets into it with Carino, uh who's back at the table. Um but he tries to check Jay, but he gets a uh, – oh uh, Adam Cole comes out. Um uh, and try to attack Jay, but he gets a mud hole stomped in him. Elgin comes in, um, back backfist Jay uh is about to buckle bomb Cole uh, or buckle bomb Jay. Uh but Cole super kicks Elgin, belts Jay in the end, and uh he's holding both titles, you know, uh, his ring of honor title and Jay's uh ring of honor title. Um if I miss anything there, Will. I said there was kind of a – I kind of wish, you know, with the, the interview part would have a little bit longer because they didn't really say much, but uh you know, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, this was just a ploy to get Briscoe out there to have Adam Cole jump him.
0: Yeah, you know it's it is what it is. Uh, But now, Will, we are off to our main event,
2: the main event of that evening.
0: We got uh, all those
2: years ago in Ohio.
0: Yeah, Uh, Reed Dragon. uh, And let's shout out to uh, Mark Order. Uh, podcast. If you're a big fan of AEW, uh, make sure you're following our brothers over at the Mark Order. Uh, those are the ones that kind of ingrained the, the redragon into my brain. Uh, but versus uh, Time of Will's one of their, their favorite teams, uh, CNC Russell Factory, and obviously, this gonna be your TV main event, uh, probably next week. Um, you know, and probably I, two like,
2: weeks. I think two weeks,
0: maybe two weeks. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I think
2: they, I think they give us two, I think they give us this whole show. Across two uh across T V too.
0: Yeah. I guess we'll find out. But uh I do like the Caprice's eye is still dotted from Michigan where Kyle O'Reilly just stalked him in the eye. Um you know, but CNC Wrestle Factory starts out hot. Uh, you know, they ain't waiting, and this match is uh um not the way I thought it was gonna be, uh in an awesome, but uh, Caprice's wicked strum for sure. You know, one pointy double suplexes both uh O'Reilly and uh Fish. Um Lot of fun here. Uh, near falls, great teamwork from both teams. Um, great job for Caprice, kind of selling that eye. Um, I liked at the one point he keep taking powders, uh, but in the end, CNC wrestle Factory goes for overtime. Uh, but Kyle O'Reilly gets knees up and chasing drain later, and uh, Red Dragon retains. I know I kind of uh, glossed over. This was a really good match. Uh, a great, you know, Red Dragon. Uh, they're the tag champs for a reason, but uh, they really. Did a great job of being able to showcase what makes CNC Russell Factory so special. Um, Will I'm assuming we both think we're both a little sad at the result. Um,
2: it's it's a bummer to to see them constantly not get it right because every time you're like this has to be it. Well, on a show like this, you don't expect any titles to change hands either,
0: right? Especially before Final Battle, and obviously as they've been. They've been building up the, the final battle, and, and
2: everything. And they had so much of their advantage. Excuse me. In, uh, the start of the match. They, they really seemed to have Red Dragon on the ropes.
0: Yeah. And where, where, as, where,
2: as time went on, it favored the champs.
0: Yeah. And the way they were hot potatoing the belt, they thought maybe, just maybe. Uh, but in the end, we did get a legit code of honor. Obviously, you know, Red Dragon did. You know, CNC didn't earn uh, Red Dragon's uh, uh, respect, but uh, I'm, referring, I'm assuming Willis is what you meant earlier in your tweet. But uh, this is where Caprice gets on the mic, uh, putting over how awesome Cedric is. Um, you know, he's mentored him, and now they've become more like family. We uh, said Cedric's the best in the world. And uh, it looks like CNC Wrestle Factory is breaking up. Um, it's you know, the end
2: of the road. For C yeah. and C Wrestle Factory.
0: <sighs> Obviously,
2: I knew it was coming. I just didn't realize we were there already.
0: Yeah. Um, because
2: was... one of my early Ring of Honor TV memories, when I just watched at ROHWrestling.com, not as a ringside member, just watching the free TV, was the highlight from this. When they talked about breaking up, so it must have been after, but before final battle.
0: Yeah. Um. Obviously, I mean, if you listen to the show, and I don't mean to speak for Will, um, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna agree with me. We love Cedric Alexander. The guy is so underrated. Um. Hopefully, 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 uh, it seems like I don't mean to bring things back to 2023, but. It seems like things are churning a little bit in uh, in the E, and it looks like people like Cedric are going to get more of a chance. Um, I hope so. I guess uh, Dragon Lee and Axiom tore on the house and fucking uh, Survivor Series, but uh, it would have been nice to at least give them a title. I mean, they've been the most consistent team, you know, pretty much the past year and a half. You know, they, they've been right there, and obviously, and just putting on fucking banger after banger after banger after banger. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you, Will. I was a little sad that they didn't actually pull the trigger here, but...
2: They never pulled the trigger. I kind of want to know why.
0: Yeah. They're super old. I mean, obviously, they didn't need the belts to be over, but they're over. You know. Yeah, I, I... I don't want to say I got emotional. I mean, let's, I'm not going to go quite that far, but a little bit, you know, I was like, damn. You know, so hopefully we get, you know, obviously it'd be cool to see. I mean, there's a lot of singles matches. Um, obviously we like, I, I, I don't know what you will, but I'd love to see Cedric versus Kyle O'Reilly. That's the first one that really kind of pops into my mind. We've seen them tangle, obviously, you know, in tag team action. Um, you know, Cedric versus Roddy. Um, obviously, ACH. You know, so it'll be fun to see Cedric, but it was cool. You know, maybe, you know, Caprice is kind of calling it a career here a little bit. Um, I know he kind of goes a couple different directions here, um, and also as a future announcer. Um, not sure when the Rebellion's going to show up here, but yeah, I was a little sad, Will. I don't know why. I will say I did like that
2: they brought back the joke, right, of Kevin Kelly talking about how Bobby Fish was great on commentary, how Caprice Coleman was great on commentary. (laughs) Steve Printer's like, why are you going to bring that up? Why why are you going to say such hurtful things?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they they have for Cedric going forward, and and Caprice. You know, obviously we know a little bit, but um, you know, I I thought maybe that, that Cedric was... Because, you know, um, hindsight is twenty twenty. But he doesn't go to the E till the Cruiserweight Classic.
2: Um, he does have, I mean, spoiler, I mean, we'll obviously get to it. But he has a feud coming up with Roderick Strong.
1: Oh, nice. Sign
0: me up for that. You know, I know well, we, we are get- signed up
2: for $9.99 a month at Arna Club.
0: That's true. I mean, I would sign up for a year, but it's not cheaper. So why wouldn't I just do, you know, nine ninety nine dollars a month. So it's actually cheaper to do with that one. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Did I say that all up? No, it's the only way. I thought you could do annual. Not anymore. You know, you can't even do that now?
2: No, it is monthly only.
0: Tk is fucking off. Well, before when it was, you know, annual was nineteen. It was one hundred nineteen ninety nine a year. I a know.
2: I, I did the annual because I thought it, you just assume it's a better deal, and you're like, oh, it's actually cheaper if you yeah <laughs> pay I for it monthly. I'm like, son of a bitch.
0: I mean, it's, it's a you know, it's probably eleven cents, but it's it's the fucking you know the point. But
2: yeah, but it's the um, convenience that you don't have to worry about a charge constantly coming out. It's like it's a one and done.
0: Yeah. To make sure you remember what date that is, but whatever. Hashtag not my ring of honor. Um, all in all, Will, though, I mean, what did you think of you know TV? I thought, like I said, as a standalone, like said, if you hadn't seen Pursuit Night One, I really enjoyed the action. I do like how they're do, actually doing some story building here a little bit, you know, building towards final battle. Um, yeah, and like, so overall, uh, Pursuit Night, you know, night two, um, some great in ring action some more stories further um yeah. two two solid shows you know i think you know we've got a couple weeks left here in 2013 but um obviously we know a couple things going to 2014 but hopefully the future's bright yeah. you know we'll we'll see what happens here but uh final battle should be fun hope so yeah so stay tuned uh here for a couple you know it'll be it'll be a couple weeks here but uh but uh, will um, any final thoughts here before I <laughs> uh, I know I should hit the sneeze button. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, Will. if That's I just
2: need this is what the
0: people want to hear. Sorry if I just sneeze near here. Um, uh, no, I,
2: I, they, they, these were two two decent events. We're getting that storyline progression, in, and as much of it as as it is a bummer. To know that what we're watching is just what's going to be on TV, at least it's progressing the stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you say, "Well, the TV's progressing the story." It still sucks if you're paying for the iPay per view to get these events. And then if you're paying to be a ringside member, and you're just like shilling out all this money, in Ring of Honor, and you're getting just the same programming, copy pasted. But if you're operating purely on the TV, I mean that's four solid weeks of TV.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, we'll see how much of this, you know, showed up T V. But you know, and like I said, we are you know, obviously watching everything. Um, but like like Rob mentioned earlier, you know, in, in the UK back then, you couldn't buy these events, so it's kinda cool that they're at least showing them on TV. Um you know, it, it's a little tough when you're watching the event and they're talking about your TV main event, but I get it. <laughs> you know, the action's been really good. Um, you know, I, I, there's definitely some things I'm looking forward to. I'm definitely forward-looking, you know. I'm happy, you know, that that Silas is, is in a main event storyline, so him and Mark should be awesome. Um, Adrenaline Rush versus the Young Bucks in 2013. Are you fucking kidding me? That should fucking rule some ass, so hopefully we get, you know, obviously we do know the Young Bucks are a big part of Ring of Honor's future, but hopefully that starts now. Um, You know, Red Dragon versus Outlaw Inc., give those guys 15 minutes, should be awesome, so it's gonna be good. Gonna be good. But, uh, Will, my friend here, it's getting a tad late, you know, and I'm, I'm getting old and I gotta get up early in the morning, but, uh, Any other final thoughts here before uh, we pull this train into the uh, uh, proverbial station? Thank you, Tom.
2: Thanks to our wives. Thanks to VGM. And thanks to the Shining Wizards.
1: Yeah, And to viewers
2: like you. Yeah,
0: even though this is only audio. Someday we'll do YouTube. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. I, I do have all the video for all our recordings, so... You know, maybe for Patreon subscribers, will do... No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, like... You this just want to
2: is... send Tom and I money. Let us know. I'll, I'll happily send you my, my Venmo, cash App, PayPal. You just feel like sending me some ducats. You can send them on my
0: Well, I mean, if you're in the Shining Wizards Discord, you can figure out exactly where I live by posting my walks on there, but, uh use mail money that way but uh no but yeah thanks to everybody um obviously you know freeds and sj uh thank you for the nice words it was cool to see that uh you know the visionaries global media is, is tops on your spotify i don't know how that stuff works but uh it's some pretty good exclusive company uh it's really cool and this i know um sj's a big fan of the 30 Screams or less i think you know make sure you're following those guys uh hopefully future guests uh of the, of the ring of honor pot or ring of honor reverie uh will could reach out to those guys hand but uh yeah, Rob, we need to get you on. But uh, yeah, if you're ever interested for come, you know, coming on doing a guest spot, you know, we've uh we've got an open calendar here for the foreseeable future. Um, I've got a couple one guest thoughts for uh this month, but yeah, you're always welcome. Or if you want to do a watch along, or uh, you know, and we're, Will and I just don't watch wrestling. I mean, we obviously listen to this. Um, you know, Will and I will be doing a read along here soon of uh Killing Joke. Uh, once your boy High Five Tom pulls his trigger on that, and then uh. Yeah, but that's all I got. I'm going to quit rambling. Uh, But Will, thank you, as always. I appreciate you. Um, You know, it's been a great ride. Listen, I know we've got eight more years of this, but 101 in the books.
2: 101 in the books, and I've been here for like 90 of them.
0: You've only missed two.
2: And there's the ones you did before I, I joined in earnest.
0: Well, yeah, that was the first episode. That was the only one I did without you. I
2: missed a couple other ones. I'm a slacker.
0: You missed one other one where Brunden came on. Other than that, we just recorded early. Yeah, Will, you've done this 99 times with me.
2: Just you know, there's not too many things I can say I've done 99 times.
0: <laughs> we'll leave it at that, but uh, thank you, high-fivers. Uh, make sure you tune in next week at the, the same bad time, at the same bad channel. Yep, I just stole Batman's gimmick, but uh, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to everybody next week.
1: This has been... A Visionaries Global Media Production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.